This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan, 1250 AM, and the free radio.com app coming up tonight on The Fan. Ursan Ilyasova has a sit-down conversation with Marquette legend Steve Novak and our guy Bill Michaels, big unit, out at Good City Brewing from 6 to 7. You'll hear that conversation right here on The Fan. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Bill Michaels, Steve Novak, and Ursan Ilyasova. Joining us now on the Wendy's Big Show, I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch, Gary Ellerson, for Badger and Packer running back is here, and now Eric Name, Name is here, our Milwaukee basketball insider. Eric, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Appreciate you having me. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, always fun when we get to talk to you. Also more fun for you, I think, when it's on an off day. But the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, with their big game coming up this past Tuesday night in Toronto. Your sense, Eric, that that game maybe meant maybe a little bit more to those guys first time back at Scotiabank Arena? Huh. Yeah, I mean, I I want to say they're liars because most of them <laughs> said like, it didn't mean all that much. Uh, but uh, there's also just this sense around this team that, you know, everything is just business and, you know, they're just going to keep getting through it. So, um, I, I'm going to say just like the way that they looked in the first half, that that was actually a pretty big game because, you know, we haven't seen them look as, I think as flustered as we've seen them uh, look offensively in that first half. And probably, I mean, I'm trying to think of any games this season. It, it just really hasn't happened. They haven't looked like that in a long time. I thought in the first half, the, the Raptors really just kind of punched them right in the mouth and, you know, really took it to them and, and messed with them. So uh, I think just the, that they responded in that second half and that they were able to get that win in that building. Like, uh, I think even though they do try to be, you know, a little bit robotic as a team, they're human beings. And it, there's no doubt in anyone's mind uh, they all remember what happened last time. So, uh, you know, Giannis after the game said, uh, you know, I I remember Game Six, and uh, you know, I kept kept it in mind what happened the last time that we were in here, and that was definitely on my mind. So I think I'm going to lean more towards him than you know the rest of the team that all kind of said, uh, you know, just uh, just another game in another city. Um, I'm going to lean more towards Giannis and think that most of them all remembered kind of what happened like there last year. Well, let me ask you this too: uh, we keep talking about um, Giannis and his improvement with his jump shot and basically his all-around game, just looked like a completely different player than he was last year. But I don't think a lot of people are talking about I, – I also think that Chris Middleton has gotten a lot better, too, than he was a year before. Yeah, it, and it's interesting with Chris, 
too, because uh, obviously he's a little bit further along in his career. Uh, he got the big contract last season. You know, I don't think everyone was thinking, oh, yeah, you know, Chris Milton's for sure going to improve this season. Uh, you know, no. as, as he goes through uh, another year in the NBA, and he absolutely has. It's been it's been really impressive to kind of watch just everything that he he did last year. Uh, he's just doing better. So last year, the the big thing was starting to shoot more threes under Bud, and uh, you know that that was going to be a big change. And you know it was a change, and he is now shooting it even better. He's hitting even more threes. Uh, he's back to. You know, kind of like his peak years as a three-point shooter, shooting over, oh, I think, almost 44% at this point. Uh, so he's he's at a spot at the three-point line that he's very rarely been at in his, in his entire career. And then on top of that, he's doing all the stuff that he used to do under Jay Kidd. Like when, when Jason Kidd was around, they used to always give him the post-ups and the isolation looks and uh, give him the ball in the pick and roll. They used to always do that stuff. And then last year they, they scaled a bunch of that back on their bud. And now you're getting that part of Chris. So you're getting the best of the old version of Chris. You're getting the best of the new version. Yep. You put it all together. And I mean, you got to do that. It's just a killer at this point. Uh, the, I, I, I circle personally the, the two lefty plays he made in fourth quarters in the past two games as plays that I just don't, man, like that is impressive stuff. There was uh, against Washington, he had a lefty spin, uh, a spin move to like a left hand off the glass, probably about, put it about 13 feet in the air, and just it was ridiculous. And then against the Raptors, fourth quarter, he double team comes to him, he splits the double team, step through move, finger roll, and it, it was just, man, like I – that is a confident dude. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we've seen him play some good basketball before, but uh, he's never played better than he is right now. Do you feel like that he does his body look a little bit different this year than it was last year? Like, does it feel like that he's in better shape than he has been, or changes diet or something like that? Uh, I, I don't believe that he has. Um, I, I think, and this is always, I think, a, kind of a tough thing to think about, but. Uh, you know, I just think there's because we don't talk about that. workout. I mean, like Giannis, we know he works out, he looks the part. <laughs> we don't talk about right. workout a lot with Middleton. Yeah, Chris has always had a little bit of a, a doyer body, um, but no, I, I think with him, I, to me, a, a lot of it is really just like the the mental makeup right now. Where uh, I think last year he was really trying to figure out. Uh, you know, how do I fit into this? How do I do this? And obviously there was the all-star game last year that helps out with that. Um, but I just think having the the big contract that he signed over the off season and then Bud kind of going back to him and saying like, you know what? I was wrong. You know, I tried to change your game too much. We, we need some of that other stuff that you used to do. Like, I need to stop being stubborn and try to make you do, what I want you to do. Let's do some of the stuff that you do. Like, let's go back and grab some of that stuff from the Jason Kidd playbook. Let's let's put some of that stuff back in for you because you're that good and you deserve it. And I, I just think he's his confidence. I just can't imagine ever being higher. And and that's all, all of it. It's the second All Star game. It's the contract. It's Bud. It's it's Giannis. Like we're we're just at a spot where I think a lot of it I don't think that his body's all that different. Um I can be sure to double check with him though. Uh and, and I think you should. You that. should ask uh, about his workout regimen over the offseason. Did he do anything right. different? 
Yeah, I, I can do that, but Please. I do think there's a lot to be said for the confidence that mm-hmm. they've just kind of instilled in him over the last year. He showcased a little bit more of that confidence, especially late in the game, talking bucks with Eric Name here on the Wendy's Big Show. In that game in Washington, he, he drops the 40, but with the nine straight to close out the game, the shimmy that he put on Shabazz Napier to have him go back almost onto his heels, and then without even moving the feet, Eric, hit that one from the top of the circle for a three. Uh, that one, to me, is the kind of clutch shot that all Bucks fans just point to. If that comes in, like, game four of the Eastern Conference semis, everybody loves Chris Middleton like I think they should for the kind of year he's had so far. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting. I thought that that Wizards game was just, uh, I mean, it was perfect Chris Middleton because he's having this monster game. Giannis isn't playing great. He's doing everything perfectly. And then, oh, this is the end of regulation. In the start of overtime, six straight misses. And uh, it, it was going to be another one of those times where with Chris, it's always just a little bit complicated. Like, yep. you can't just be like, this guy is is just awesome. There's always got to be, like, a little bit more there. And, I, you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to pull it out. But if they would have, people have been saying, you know, Chris can't get it done. And then, obviously, he just has that monster end of the game. And it's like, all right, Chris is, is back to letting everybody know that, you know, I, I'm having a great year, better than I've ever done before, uh, and I can close out games, too. So it was, it was just, I think, for him, a really nice spot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird place because uh, I think a lot of Bucks fans question, you know, why not Chris can get down the clutch, but, there's, there's really never been a question like that with Giannis. And I was talking to Zora Stevenson about this uh, in Toronto the other day. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about the the guys on this team and, you know, how they talk about Chris. And she was just like, what? she's like, I was thinking that game was like a little bit bigger deal. Like, I, I thought, you know, that game in Washington, she's like, I, I was expecting more of the guys to, you know, really talk up Chris. And, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, Giannis doesn't really do that for Chris anymore. Like, I think back to the year that he tore his hamstring, and his first game back, they won the game, and immediately Giannis is like, you ask Giannis, you know, what, what was the difference tonight? Like, why were you guys able to get a win? And he just goes, Chris. When Chris plays, we win. Like, that, that's how it goes. And I told her, I was like, he used to do that. He used to talk up Chris when people weren't giving him credit. And I was just like, I don't think they – anyone on that roster feels like they need to do that anymore. Like, they know how mm-hmm. good he is. And for for people on the outside, people new to the team like Zora, like, maybe it would be a spot where you think, oh, yeah, they're going to talk him up tonight. I think everyone's just like, yeah, he's about his business. He's going to take care of it, and we're just going to keep rolling. So we're doing a topic today. Do the Bucks have to win the championship to be remembered as one, one of the greatest team in NBA history? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I think they do. Um, I mean, even even the seven three win Warriors don't. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to get that credit because you know, as we as we've seen the Bucks kind of roll through things this year, and we've seen them continue to to win games. You know, you keep hearing people say, "Oh, you know, you want to see them do it in the playoffs? Like, you want to really got to see." And, you know, I, I remember, I think it was yesterday, but Monty Jones brought up the idea that the Warriors kind of ruined the regular season for everyone because in the past we could be like, all right, yeah, every win team lost 
like it made everyone question, you know, what does the regular season really mean? And mm-hmm. I think that maybe ends up being, I don't want to say the turning point, but I do think that's probably the peak for no one's going to talk about a team being great during the regular season until they win a championship. Then afterwards, if they win the championship, then everybody can talk about how good they were, how many wins they had, how impressive the regular season was. But I just think since the Warriors lost that championship the year that they won 73, I just don't know if people are going to be willing to talk about regular season wins until you win a championship. So I think they got to do it to, for t- for people to truly remember, uh, you know, and think about this Bucks team going forward. Well, and also, Eric, with that, I think it coincides to the fact of then afterwards they lose Game 7 in the NBA Finals, and they're like, you know what we need? We need Kevin Durant, the best player in the league. So let's bring in right. one of the best scorers, and then we'll go off and win two titles, and he'll win Finals MVP for both of them. Uh, what about Eric Bledsoe? Since the All-Star break, his points per game is up almost two full points. He's been shooting more threes than he had all year long. Defensively, you know what you get with Bledsoe. But he's been a, a steady force here in the last couple of nights, especially the game in Washington. He gets overshadowed by Chris, but... That was big with Giannis on the bench. Yeah, I mean, there was that There's that right-wing three that Bledsoe hit that I thought was just huge uh, against the Wizards where, you know, things weren't going right. It was in the middle of that spot where Chris is missing some shots and Bledsoe just has that that right-wing three. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's just going to be huge because uh, we saw it against the Raptors. Teams are all going to try to do what the Raptors did to Giannis. They're all going to try to pack the paint and, you know, help off of the, a bunch of the Bucks players. And, you know, number one on that list is going to be Eric Bledsoe. Like, that is going to be what, uh, I mean, I think we're just going to see it again and again. Like, the Raptors are the most aggressive with it. They put uh, a big player in Pascal Siakam on them and then let Siakam help and wreak havoc. And it can really mess with the Bucks' offense. I think in the playoffs you'll see that again where they might give a weird matchup to Bledsoe. They might give someone uh, that's not really covering him at all. Like, they're going to dare him to hit threes. And it's just so big that he can actually hit those. And I think you saw it in the Raptors game. You saw it in the Wizards game. Like, that's going to continue being a big deal for Eric Bledsoe to have that confidence in the catch-and-shoot three. And even, you know, as a driver, to have that confidence to get to the rack. He had a couple big finishes against the Raptors as well. So uh, he's going to continue to be a really big deal for this team. And, uh, you know, as as we think about these games, uh, I think I just end up being struck by how much this Bucks team understands that no one cares what they do in the regular season. They have to, yeah. you know, do it in the postseason. And it, they don't view that as a negative. They view that as, okay, I understand the challenge. I'm going to use these 82 to get better at those things. And you see it from Giannis, you see it from Chris, you see it from Eric. Like, all three of those guys – understand and none of them are frustrated that people don't care about the regular season they don't care about that like they are just purely using these 82 games to get themselves ready for the 16 wins that they need to get in the postseason let me ask you this because you travel with the team and that and you know and they talked about michael jordan when they were doing it and and, you know all, all the like rock star kind of a treatment with dennis rodman they they talk about the traveling with with golden state with durant how you know, they, they just carry something with. How was it traveling with the Milwaukee Bucks? Do they get a lot of attention when they're away from Milwaukee in other in, in other venues? Uh, Giannis does. 
I would say that is a, that is a, a Giannis type thing more than it is a Bucks type thing. I think, you know, any member of this Bucks team can probably just walk down the street in, in just about any city. Uh, and, it would it would just be fine. Like I'm sure there'd be some people that would understand it, and a few people that might ask for autographs, but it wouldn't be a big deal. If you to be honest, though, like everybody knows that dude. That is that is a worldwide phenomenon. That is, uh, you know, just that that type of guy. And uh, I think he's the one that if there is something like that, like you you have to to go through it. And I mean, like it was uh, let's see against the Wizards that's a spot where like the media sits on top of one of the tunnels mm-hmm. uh, that like enter in the arena. And I mean, halftime and after the game and before the game, like sitting in my seat, you were just surrounded by people just screaming at Giannis and, you know, asking for autographs and jerseys and all this and, stuff. And why Washington uh, now wonder of all places? I, I, I it I don't think it matters at this point. Okay. To be totally honest. Really? Uh, like it, it it is literally just every city. That's what he enters the floor to. That's what he exits the floor mm. to. Is people just screaming his name, asking for autographs. Giannis, I'm from Greece, or I have Greek. Oh. I'm Greek, or I uh, you know I love you. I've seen you dance. What about what about in what about in L A. How's L A. in New York? It's the same way. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it literally is a spot where, and I mean, a number of teams will kind of encourage this, where they'll do like the Greek nights as well. I don't really? know how many Greek heritage nights I've been to in really? the last three years. Uh, probably, uh, I'd say at least, uh, probably 50. The away teams. Mm-hmm. The away teams have Greek <laughs> night. Yeah, they'll do like Greek Heritage Night on the night that Giannis is in town, uh, <laughs> just to, just to do all of that, get all the fans in there. So like if that that is if you're looking for a rock star, uh, worldwide phenomenon type stuff, it's about Giannis. It's not it's not about the Bucks. It is about Giannis, and, and I guess in some ways that's kind of what it was with MJ uh, yeah. as well. But it is, it is definitely it's like that for Giannis. But that's good to hear because I thought it was only the Golden State Warriors that were going to throw a Greek night for Giannis because they thought that it was going to be some way to get him over to the hills. You're right. No, no, no. That is league-wide. I've been to many Greek heritage nights. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, appreciate it, man. We'll talk next week. Uh, The Bucks back on the floor tomorrow night against a surprisingly good Oklahoma City Thunder team, which should be a little bit more fun than maybe we thought uh, beforehand. I look forward to it. See you guys. Thanks, right, man. Buddy. That's Eric Name joining us. Uh, beat writer for the, covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Follow him online and his great coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks at Eric underscore name, N-E-H-M name. And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. They got Is the your, quarterbacks going now. Now they got the quarterbacks running? Yeah. Jalen Hurts going to be uh, running his 40-yard dash here momentarily. So technical with their start, and he has a foot fault right out of the gates. Foot fault? Goodness uh, that, that Habert guy? I Justin think, Herbert, yeah, yeah from I think Oregon. He, yeah, I think he just ran like a 4-7. Looked pretty good. And uh, from? Jake Fromm from uh, Georgia. Georgia. Thick. Yeah, he's a big boy. Thick. Thick boy. You know how he broke his hand, Gary? He said he fell out of a boat. Yeah, he probably did. Fell out Thick. of a boat. He ran a five flat. See, I think he would be a good fit behind Aaron Rodgers. I don't know exactly where he ends up going. I think yeah. he's probably top 75, yeah. but... Yeah. Big yeah, dude. There, there's a couple of different opportunities. Right. You'll be watching the NFL Scouting Combine, and you can also be driving yourself over to Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee there North to go. get yourself a new ride conveniently off I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive. It's blocks away from the Bayshore Town Center. 
15 minutes away from anywhere in the city of Milwaukee. Check out 2019s that are left in stock, but get on the new 2020 inventory list today. Huge selection of new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles to fit your particular tastes and need. All 2019 and 2020 GLA class models come with a $500 payment credit. Any other 2019 model, it's a $700 payment credit when you lease or finance through Mercedes-Benz Plus going on right now today. For those of you looking for the certified pre-owned vehicles, go to Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North for the Mercedes-Benz Certified Sales Event, continuing through the month of February, where you get $1,500 payment credit for the first two months, then 1.99% APR financing on all certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Check out the selection online, MercedesOfMilwaukeeNorth.com. Once you get a couple that you want to see, you want to test drive, go talk to Austin Della. He's the sales manager. Tell him the Wendy's Big Show sent you, and they'll take great care of you and put you into the Mercedes-Benz that fits you best in 2020. You know, I want to see this love, kid. Jordan Love, there's yeah. so much hype about him. Right, right now, he's 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 the next. Whenever they do this, it never pans out, but he's supposed to be next Mahomes. Is he supposed to be so much better because he was under the great tutelage of Gary Anderson at Utah State? Is that what it is? Is this like the was, Austin consensus that never ended up Was Gary in Anderson there? at Utah State? He's there now again. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Oh, they hired him back. Back there now, yeah. Back coaching. Oh. Back coaching. Uh, you sure? The Utes. No, that's the regular Utah. The Aggies are the Utah is State Is he back there now? Team. You sure? Can check for you. Well, I, I thought it... he was. I thought he was. Wasn't he somewhere else? Out was he in Oregon State or somewhere? Or did he leave Oregon State? Left Oregon State, from what I he what did? I know. Okay. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, head coach Gary Anderson at Utah State. At Utah State for the Aggies. Is this football first year program. or no? How long is this? Been? Is his? Uh, he was there twenty nineteen. Yeah, so this oh. would have been one of his first years back. Th- this is his first year back. He went to Wisconsin. He was there thirteen and fourteen. Was then at Oregon State from 15 to 17. Was then the a defensive assistant at Utah in 2018. And then 2019-2020 at Utah State. So he's been there one year or two years? That'd be one year. So, so this is his first year. He just finished his first year. So He'll be going into his second year. This is what I'm saying is, clarification, because Jordan Love had his best season the year before he the got there. The year before, there. right. When Gary Anderson got there, he had his worst season. Mm. There you go. I think a lot of Badger fans are going to side on that. Put that in your pocket. You're damn right. <laughs> damn You're right damn right what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> right, here. he did have a bad yeah. year. <laughs> Daryl Thompson joins us coming up at 535. Secretary of the Pro Football Retired Players Association. It's the Wendy's Big Show with Great Lakes Dragway Pick a Lane coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.